Hello and welcome to Pete's Camp, the home of RPG jargon and general tomfoolery. Today we're coming to you live from Winter Fantasy. I'm your host, Zach. And who do we got today? Uh, this is the Dwarven DM, John Christian. Lolly Hill, everyone. And this is uh, the Dapper DM, uh, Troy Salen, Lolly. <laughs> this is this is the train wreck of an episode where we're all three in the same space. Oh or my God. perhaps this is the first time ever. And hopefully probably the last time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we thought maybe we'd just do a quick episode here where we talk about uh, what Winter Fantasy's been like so far, maybe what we've gotten to take part in, and leave it at that. So yeah. we we couldn't be all in one place and not record an episode. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes. Not to mention with all the uh, the adventures that we've already been on yeah. with the uh, the Snowmageddon 2022. Yeah. What did it was it like 11 inches? 11 or 12 inches? Yeah. And it's, uh, it was like down to five degrees last overnight last night. Yeah. It's cold, people. It's, it's pretty much I think what we're trying to say. During the during uh, the day on what was it uh, Wednesday? They went to a level red. Yeah. yeah. Emer- snow emergency here in Fort Wayne, which meant uh, pretty much uh, if you were downtown staying in a hotel and were hungry, you had a lot. Rude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it meant we ended up going out uh, in the middle of the night just trying to find, scavenge for anything that we could. I think we were like probably one stop away from, from giving up. It was well, like it was gas station I was ready hot for dog gas time. station sushi. Yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah, gas station hot dogs. Yeah. On the on the rotisserie for like four or five days. Is yeah, where chips. We were at. I don't I didn't care. Yeah, bacon bits, jalapenos, luckily, Polish hot dogs. Yeah, luckily we found a, a grocery store that was open. Um that was funny too. Rolling up to the grocery store, <laughs> like, uh, "Ma'am, is the grocery is the, is the store still open?" Yes. <laughs> I'm like, "Tell right. eleven. Tell eleven. <laughs> so super happy. Like responsible, mature adults that we are, you know, we we each grabbed a cart and ran screaming mm-hmm. through the aisles. You know, you know, the snow is coming. I loaded all mine up. My cart was like full of milk duds. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> I could yeah. subsist on milk duds pretty much. Yeah. I look like a milk dud. And then the con here has been like, so what, typically has like maybe 400 people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think uh, by some counts, we're less than 100 on most days. Yeah. I think that's probably fair. I, that's it, 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 it feels even smaller than that because we've got it in a big space. And so you're not seeing those, yeah. those people. Yeah. And I think you're typically rubbing shoulders with about 30, 40 folks throughout the day oh, for yeah. the most part. Mm. And um, it's, you know. What is what Dave sells this as Winter Fantasy is like, it's it's time to come home. Winter mm-hmm. Fantasy 2022. Um, this is the most homey a convention gets. <laughs> yeah. It's literally like, you know, every single person, and you probably could, if someone was dedicated, they could probably get play games with every single person. Yeah. Well, this is more like yeah. the homecoming where like Uncle Frank made a big stink at, at Thanksgiving, and not as many people showed up for the Christmas as a result of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it's like we've got uh, the, you know the board game library from Gen Con. They made it like they do every year. So they they, did, uh, can I just give a shout out to the guys in the board game area? They were <laughs> so Troy and I are running the epics for uh, for the Dreams of the Red, Red Wizards, and Troy gets up on the the uh, on the chair to make his big announcement, and every single time they blow it up. It was like louder than anybody else in the entire room. The cheers, the huzzas. It was uh, it was pretty awesome having their support. That's really cool. Yeah. So what are we doing? So you and Troy mm-hmm. are running running epics all yeah, we're, weekend. We're, yep. we're adminning epics all week. We are in control-ish yeah. of, <laughs> right. of the multiple table events. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is actually kind of like, it's full circle. The first time I actually run an epic is 
at Winter Fantasy, whenever the, the first time I really kind of sat down and talked to Troy and tried to like run a game, play a game or anything like that with him was at Winter Fantasy 2020 to sit down and, and to admin. It's like, hey, come on over, man. We'll, I'll, I'll teach you how to do it. And I was so excited. And then a buddy of ours ended up getting sick and I got pulled out of it. So this is like, the, we've gone full circle now officially. Yep. Being able to run run games with him. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Now, Zach, uh, I think Zach got the, he got the cooler, he got the cooler gig out of all of this. Yeah, I don't is that what he's been doing? I don't know if there's going to be a year three. I, I have a suspicion. But but you know what? We, we I started, I managed to fill the tables. So that's been the win. But yep. it was a close call there for a bit. Um, but yeah, so I'm running four different different systems this mm-hmm. week right uh, on Wednesday we started out Wednesday night with uh, I wrote a prequel module for alien yep uh, that's the year zero engine from uh, uh, free league and uh, if you played the starter set I wrote like the there's uh, some events that happen that you find out about in the starter set so we wrote uh, an adventure tied around those events and then Thursday morning uh, we ran my Morkborg adventure and that was a lot of fun and then uh, Thursday afternoon, we ran Star Wars, the Fantasy Flight one with all those weird dice. That was great. Um, yeah. I think that, that that was a home run of a game, actually. I yeah. think Star we had a good it, That's crew. a solid system. My Fantasy Flight hit it out of the park. I know that they're weird and it scares people off with all the dice yeah. and all the funny symbols that are on them. But once you play for about like an hour, solid. At that point, yeah. it all kind of clicks into place and you start strategizing based on what you've got coming at you for, from rolls and what you've got to roll back at it. Yeah. Uh, and it feels like the whole thing felt like Star Wars, which, yep. you know, a lot of that's like the, it's the session, the the story and everything like that. Mm. But once again, the system is leading from the front on being able to play a game that feels like what you're trying to run in the first place. Yep. yep. It, it's, uh, that was my first time to run it or play it. And um, there, I think there was about... I would say like half an hour to an hour of like everybody settling in yeah. and getting kind of used to it, and yep. then but by the the second half certainly, mm-hmm. uh, there was some real investment at the table. I think as far as like what understanding the system and the system engaging them, which is something yeah. we've talked about before, right? Mm-hmm. As Alien does really well, and now Star Wars does the same thing, where it's not just the system is the thing that you do when you're not storytelling, yeah, right? But the system actually adds to the story that's going on and when you roll dice it doesn't take you out of the moment but it actually helps you invest more fully mm-hmm. into that moment well, you had people Definitely. at the end of the session that were haggling and like a horse trading over the dice at one point or another and asking not they were they went from asking questions about the system to hey what's the best way for me to actually to optimize all of my cho- my choices and, yeah. based on the scenario at hand and where we were yeah. you had, i think you had some legitimate converts there were at least two in that group that we yeah. sat down and played with that wanted to play again and in lieu of anything else that was being run that weekend. And it was a really simple story. Like, I chose, like, I did not write that one. I, I grabbed an adventure module that, that had been put together, and I picked it because I was like, well, this system could get a little bit wonky. Mm-hmm. Let's pick something that doesn't add to the wonkiness and just a straightforward adventure. And I think that was a good choice, but, like, I also got really excited to think about, like, what does this look like in a longer campaign mm-hmm. I think that you could do some really interesting stuff. There's a lot of really cool things. Yeah, so you play, you ran those three. I got to sit yeah. in on all of those tables, and they were they were fantastic and fun yep. to play. The one that I didn't sit in on was another one that I was really interested in mm-hmm. sitting on, and it just didn't pan out because of scheduling. But yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about Dune. How'd that, how'd that go? Yep, so just got wrapped up with Dune a bit ago. Um, Dune, uh, 
man, I picked, I, 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 I stressed a lot about picking a Dune module, and I even thought about writing one because I feel like Dune has to be presented in just the right way, and I don't want to missell the system too, right? Because, how do you do it in four hours? Right, exactly. Right. And and don't pack too much in because Dune should be a dramatic experience, mm-hmm. and I didn't want it to just be full of fighting and action and blah, 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 blah. Like, yep. I wanted it to feel like Dune, and so... Uh, there's like three adventures that Modiphius has put out that they sell as like these could be, these could be your starter adventure or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're getting ready to release a starter box, um, but I picked the one called Desert Fall, which is House Atreides is getting ready to come to Doom, oh, and they okay. send you yeah. as like the forward. That's cool. Uh, how the forward members of the house to like to check out the residency mm-hmm. and like find any traps or poisons or inserted people, right? I'm sure there were none. To no, be found. no, none. It was a very boring session, I'm sure. Yeah, but it, it was just cool because you're like that's really you're, you're smart. like, hey, it's five. You have five days before Duke Leto gets here. You need. It's very contained. You're in this yep. house. You're sorting these things. You played with pre-gen characters that had each one had like their own assignment and whatnot. Yeah, and for anybody that came in that's just watching the movies, that gave them enough, like they're familiar enough with the movies of what happened to kind of get locked into yeah. what may have happened before. Yeah. Right. It wasn't this like that's something that was completely segregated from uh, the rest of the mythology or any of the narrative or anything like that that would make it hard for them to be able to dovetail. Yeah. It. it, it it turned out really good. So we got to roll some dice. We got to experience that 2D20 system. And, uh, well, here, let's grab Tyler. He oh, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Here. Hey, you buddy? Up, Tyler? Come on Let's come over and say we're hi. Grab one of these players. So we're talking about uh, Dune, Tyler. Say hi to the... Uh, to the uh, podcast listeners. Hi, po- hi podcast listeners. Yeah, this is our yeah. this is our buddy Tyler Cooley, who's a fellow Baldman DM extraordinaire. And he got to sit in on every single one of Zach's sessions? I did not play Morphorg. I played oh. Star Wars, and I played Duke. Cool, yeah. So, so we're, we were talking about both there. Uh, don't don't sugarcoat anything, but tell us which one was your favorite, and uh, tell us anything you despised about these sessions. Yeah. So because hey, Tyler wasn't here, we totally talked about Tyler without saying Tyler. Yeah. So now this yeah. is your turn to to oh, you talk about. Yeah, can, can yeah, confirm it. We really ratted okay. on you. Okay. Absolutely. You're good. So I would go with. Um, I would go with. Probably my favorite was Dune. Mostly because uh, really, I am shocked because that is not like I wouldn't sit in on that. Cl- that I will, yeah, I will yeah, clarify yeah, why here though. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so the reason, the only thing that I think brings Star Wars below that for me personally is the the proprietary dice system, okay. as opposed to the the standard. It makes it more open to all new players. Okay, new players otherwise have to either have an app like we had, yeah, uh, yeah. the two of us, or have to use the GM's dice or go out and buy their own, mm. uh, a separate set of dice. Uh, going with the, the 2D20 system, most, most, if you're playing a tabletop RPG, most likely you have D20s. At least Pretty a couple. Yeah. yeah, or you're gonna roll multiples, whatever mm-hmm. of one. Yeah, Tyler was the one that was I was, I was talking about earlier that was like really engaged with the the rules and with the dice towards the end. So let me ask you this: What was the difference between the two that that sold you on on one versus the other? Outside of just like what, mechanically, did it feel like it was harder to get into one than the other? Um, I do like a heavy intrigue game. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, and so Dune is that. Like Dune gotcha. is everything about. Um, you know, working the politics of the system and uh, trying to figure out who's screwing you. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone. 
<laughs> that was the and answer. I, I tend to play a more cerebral character every time I play a game, so that I think that's part of it. I, I don't I don't like those combat heavy characters as much as the others. So I think it was kind of fun to, to play that aspect of it too. Awesome. Uh, so we've talked on the podcast about, and, and even these two Yahoos have mentioned that that 2D20 system can be a little bit of a trial to to pick apart at the beginning and to kind of know how it's working and like, how do I roll a dice and what does the dice roll mean and how do I build my dice pool? Um, what was This was your first 2D20 experience. Uh, what what was your take there? Obviously you thought that it was more user-friendly up front, but was there any oddness to it? So I think... I think the only thing is, like, I would have to learn the nuances of the rules more. Like you said right at the end when we fought the final boss hand, uh, it increased her threshold for generating threat. Yes. I I wasn't aware of going into that fight, so then finding that out, I'm like, oh, okay, because none of the others had had that. Right. Had had that opportunity because we hadn't really hit a threat level of, what, four or five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that made it a little more difficult. Um, But, I I mean, by the end of the four-hour session, by the end of the four-hour session, I had picked up, I had picked up all the uh, the nuances of it. We're kicking Troy out here. He's going to go run an epic, uh, an epic for us, and so we're 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 insisting Tyler take part in this in a meaningful way. Um, <laughs> he, he is sitting down and obligated. Um, yeah. So uh, it's interesting. I agree with you, and. Uh, you, you got a little taste of the Zach homebrew for for the 2D20 <laughs> right. okay. in the sense that um, they like a lot of opposed checks when it comes to combat and I don't see the need right I feel like opposed checks always slow things down so anytime anytime they say like hey the the opponent rolls a a battle test and you roll a battle test and roll off I'm like we can just all agree that this is this assassin is a badass so it's a difficulty for because all that you're doing all you would be doing was I would be rolling and the number of successes that that assassin generated would be your difficulty level right yeah so and I think I've watched I think I watched a Star Wars maybe a Star Wars stream that had a, a 2d20 system and so I did see some of that opposed yeah. checks yeah um, so I get what you're saying there and that's how I knew a little bit about momentum but yeah this is this was my first real my personal first yeah. foray into the system i think think uh what we're trying to show here based on troy's and my experience versus tyler's is that troy and i are a couple of dummies <clears throat> that couldn't get it fast enough <laughs> we're frustrated by the system and we were ready to go back to a single d20 because two is just obviously too much uh so good for you you were able to so figure what, it out what john's telling us is he never rolls at advantage or disadvantage nope i don't <laughs> i don't like a straight roll None of that fancy stuff. That's me. Hmm. All day long. So, okay. So, let's ask you. So, Tyler, uh, we were talking a little bit just a, a few minutes ago when we first uh, boarded the, the ship here. What are you? What's your impression of Winter Fantasy this year? All right. So, we talked a little bit about the you know, reduced size. Does that uh, create additional intimacy? Or we got, like, you know, more of the... The whole thing has been it's like a family reunion, right? Mm, How, does it feel like that? Or do you feel like you're missing something? How does that feel to you this year? I mean, there's some definite bodies I'm missing here. People I, I see all the time um, and aren't here this year, most definitely. But uh, I'm getting to catch up with some of my friends that maybe were super busy at Gen Con. Because Gen yeah. Con is that yeah. con where everybody yeah. is go, 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 go. And uh, Winter Fantasy... The, the beauty of it is is that we all don't have to run as much to be able to get things done. Yep. And so we get more time to spend with each other playing games or getting a chance to sit down at our friends' games. Uh, like my opportunity to sit with Zach, that was nice. And, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. 
I, I really enjoy that. I think, I think yeah, like you said, the reduced size is definitely a thing, and I think it's even more reduced by just by the storm in general. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I'm hoping, you know, tomorrow and tomorrow and Sunday maybe we'll see a little more of a pickup. Uh, we've got some bigger events tomorrow with uh, the Moon 20 Epic and yep. uh, things like that. So I don't, I don't know. Um, I think that's fair. You know, it kind of got the double whammy. You know, we're on the, the, the another uptick in COVID cases, and then the, the storm was really tough on everybody. We know of at least probably at least a half a dozen personal attendees that weren't able to make it because uh, they were stranded elsewhere. But you know, I think we've made it's it's I think it's more than just making the best of it. I think that it's been a lot of fun, and I think to your point. The people that we've been able to spend time with has been more meaningful because we weren't stretched really thin trying to, to spend as much time with everybody as we possibly could. There was a lot more time in one space around a table and just enjoying that, like the a deeper form of camaraderie with a smaller group of people. You know, so I, that's one of the things I really appreciated about it. And it's going to look different next year. So I'm really curious as to how uh, how that looks uh, next year in a hopefully post-COVID society, or at least somewhat. Uh, fingers crossed. We'll see An how that under goes. Under-control society, perhaps? <laughs> Maybe. Well, let's not go too far. Like, I, know, that's, uh, I think you're asking for a lot here. <laughs> right. We'll have another problem then. It's not going to be under control. Yeah. Well, anything else we need to do or talk about with regards to this uh, this winter fantasy experience? So we're running. So so we don't have to get into it because none of us are running it. Yep. But we've got uh, the new moon stuff kickoff yeah. happened here. Um, uh, po moon one and two. Po moon. Po moon one and two po are moon. happening. Yeah. Po moon. I po moon. heard that term. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's, it can't afford the afford the other O R. It's it's that poor. It's po. Yeah. It's is there is there is there code? I think it's like preferred organizer. Or yeah, premier organizer. Okay. 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 Yeah. New codes. New codes. But so there's new AL being ran uh, here. We're finishing up uh, the um, with the final epic for Mist Hunters. Mist Hunters. Yep. Absolutely. Um, That's on Sunday. We'll we're do doing a, four chapters three, two, three, and four for Witchlight. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then of course you got the, uh, the XP track. They ran the entire Witchlight. The entire Witchlight all book in one all, all, wow. all, yeah, all weekend long. It was That's... crazy. In four sessions. Good grief. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, that's that's a triumph, though, right? Like, I actually think that that could be a really cool feature for AL in general, or at least for conventions in general, is come play the book that's been sitting on your shelf for four years. Right. Like, right. like you ran us through uh, Curse of Strahd in a night, right? That, that yes. Strahd must yeah. die. Yeah. That's just a fun, a fun thing, right? Yeah. yeah. We did something really similar to that two, two, uh, two years ago in Atlanta for the with the uh, Atlanta chapter of the Adventurers League program where they did, uh, well, it was a weekend in Waterdeep. So they ran yeah. through the entire Dragon Heist yeah. in a weekend and that was a ton of fun. I think we had maybe six to seven sessions to do it in and it felt like the whole book got done over the course of a weekend. It was really interesting. I had a friend that tried to run an eight-hour Waterdeep session on New Year's Eve one year and yeah. failed miserably because he couldn't <laughs> get through Waterdeep in, in eight hours. But it was really interesting to see how he tried to hurry through it. Yeah. I appreciated it. Yeah. So, Yeah, there's probably a chunk of the adventures that you could probably do in an XP track dedicated. You could. you could do it with Rhyme. I think you could probably do it with Avernus just because Avernus oh, is yeah. that like track. You just cut out options. Let me know, yeah. but didn't they do Strixhaven in a VDDW weekend once? I don't know that they did it over the entire thing over the course of a VDDW, but I've heard of other other folks doing trying uh, bridging it and uh, and uh, aggregating it in, into uh, like I think four to five sessions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Uh, so I think if there's nothing else, I think that's it. All Poor right. Troy. I'm gonna have to go and uh, and back him up because I stuck around and and he uh, he ran. <laughs> so we're gonna go, we're gonna go do some epics and it'll uh, it'll be awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tyler, for hanging out with Thanks us. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. We'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. And for Troy, since he's not here, have a great game, everybody. And uh, for me, stay safe. There you go.